0: And welcome to the Presenter Mastery Podcast. I'm Lucas, CEO of Headgain and Amateur Speaker. Oh, and I'm David, the expert in this case. And together, we're your weekly guides for unlocking the power of presentation skills. And in today's episode, we did something special. We dove into the community of Presenter Mastery, our core program for working on your presentations. And we asked our community to send in questions and topics for what they wanted to hear more about in the podcast. And this episode is from Jonas Brissel. Jonas is a software tester and an educator, and he does a lot of workshops and Presentation skills is used in workshops. It's used in meetings. It's used when speaking to another person, wherever you are. So in today's episode, we're going to dive deeper into how David handles workshops and how you, David,
1: think about it when presenting in a workshop setting. Mm. Yeah. Smash in. Well, my my predominant setting when it comes to workshops is allowing and making people grow in presentation skills. That's as my my subject. So let's define the difference. Keynote, I'm on stage, there's a thousand people in front of me, I'm up there for 20 minutes, I command every single word. Maybe I do one or two exercises, a hand raise or something like that. So that's your keynote. And then you have the workshop, which is quite different. But it can actually be conducted in the same setting. It could be with a thousand people, and it could be from me on stage so the difference in that case is that you allow people to learn practice and apply what you're going through that that is the definition of the workshop Uh, so the question then is what have i learned after doing this for the better part of 26 years god that's a long time lucas (laughs) (laughs) I have delivered thousands of keynotes and thousands of workshops. And about four years ago, something clicked. Something happened. I did something that I didn't usually do when it came to workshops. And that is that during my majority of my career, I had like a set agenda. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten those were the steps and that worked great you know and for all of those who do still do this um, what I learned best from that is to have like a visual checklist on the wall so that you can go check 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 for each subject that you go through so that it becomes very clear and precise and people love this they love the thread of that so in a workshop hit your 10 bullets check box, and every time you, you completed one go through it until the end of the workshop, and all of them will then be completed. Okay, that is for clarity. But what I learned now four years ago was that that is not very efficient. It's not really adhering to people. Like, is every single group the same? No. No. Nope. <laughs> They're different. Does every single group need the same thing? No. So why are workshops built from 1 to 10? Well, four years ago, I stopped doing that. And I just went into the workshop and I listened in. I heard what they needed. I adjusted my content specifically for that particular group, which meant that maybe I started with number 8 and then number 6 and then number 4. And I entirely skipped number 3 and 5. And then I went for 9 and then a 10. And then I ended with the number 1. Uh, because that is what they needed. And Lucas, the flow of that is just insane. The growth was insane. There was no, no period of time where people got bored or where the, where the content wasn't to their liking. It was just spot on because it was constantly adjusted based on where they were and where they needed to go and their continuous feedback during the day. So I'd say that my my biggest learning and i did this i did this i guess wrong within quotation marks for uh, well twenty two years and uh, but the changes um yeah you know, the outcome is probably uh 200 percent mm-hmm. more so quite the quite the difference
0: so how do you when you go in and so you basically still keep your ten steps yeah in this, you, you know, like, these are the tools I need yeah. and, and, or can use in mm. this workshop. Yeah. And then how do you define then, just out of curiosity, for a presentation scale workshop? You come in, you're going to teach them how to be brilliant presenters in this room. you got two days. Where do you, like, how do you decide on which step to, to do first?
1: Well, I usually start the workshop by sitting down, asking them, like, a set of questions, maybe five to six, usually. What kind of presentations do they do? What are their issues? What are their problems, challenges? Uh, What would they like to achieve? Uh, And I drill down into those challenges because usually they don't really know what their challenge is. But when they say the challenge, I ask another follow-up question, another follow-up question until I figure out what their actual challenge is. And then with that, I adapt the content in real time the, um, I think I was scared of this before you know, the reason I stuck to the 1 to 10 agenda was that it was uh, comforting mm. and I knew that it worked and I, it was safe and I knew where I was going to go next because now I can literally come to step 3 and I'm like hmm, wonder what step 4 will be wonder which one is the best but then I'm actually just open with the group Mm. Now, we've come this far. I just need five minutes to figure out what the absolute best step for you is next. Mm. Let's just take five. And then when they come back, I'm like, okay, I've got it. Boom, 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 boom. And not being afraid of showing that you you put that effort in because that's actually a show of that you're caring and not that you're not professional. Mm. Uh, yeah, so uh, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy that. You can't do this with a thousand people then because you can't really listen yeah. in to them. A little bit harder. Yeah. <laughs> so this usually applies to like 10 <clears throat> to 20 maybe up to 40 people. Yeah,
0: yeah and I su- it's uh, for someone starting out doing their first set of workshops, I doing the 1 to 10 is probably easier. To, to start iterating, finding what really works, what gives people the outcome that you are wanting to give them. Yeah. And then once you've done that enough times where you see the patterns and mm. you know that you can actually strip out yeah. certain things, then you can start applying a more consultative approach in the workshop as you're doing now.
1: Probably, yeah. That's probably why it took me quite a while to get there. But the reason I got there was actually because of um, my own journey in the self-leadership when I hacked my depression... Seven eight years ago, and I learned I learned so many tools while doing that. So many tools, and I learned about this particular tool called focus questions. So focus questions are the questions you ask yourself on a daily basis, and the questions that are of a negative character they fuel your negative substances, right? So cortisol, adrenaline, stress, and so on. But the uh, the focus questions, which are positive, they can fuel a, a positive cocktail of these substances. So what I realized was that during my workshops, what I usually used to say the focus question I had was, how can I get through these 10 steps? Mm. Right? How can I cover every step? How can I start this to really grab their attention and then go to the next bit and next bit and next bit? And that is, that is so self-centered. And that is where I went wrong. Because then I realized that my constant focus question was uh, similarly, how can I perform? But the one I had to change to was, how can I make you grow? And when I just asked myself that and I looked at the person, I'm like, how can I make you grow? It's not about these 10 steps, man. Mm-hmm. It's about step seven and 14. I didn't even think to include 14, <laughs> but you need 14. <laughs> We're doing 14. Yep. And that focus question just changed my entire approach to keynotes, to workshops, to books, to social media, et cetera. Oh. Hmm. Nice
0: um i'm curious that because standing on stage in front of a thousand people yes you command every word you command what happens in the room now going into a workshop there has to be other kinds of challenges for you as the presenter Mm. to be questioned to be thrown off you you're you're giving a lot of value um, value of the outcome back to the Actual people in the room as well. Like, you yeah. have to get them engaged enough to participate, do the exercises that you're mm. doing. What would you say are the top things that you would advise someone to bring with them into a workshop?
1: Be competent. But I hope that's the case. Because if you're not competent, you shouldn't be doing the workshop. Mm. You know, knowledge can actually be hurtful. Like, if you give the wrong person or the wrong advice mm. to a person, that can be hurtful for the rest of their life. Like literally <laughs> the amount of public speaking coaches that I've heard have given like a workshop advice in regards to body language where they've gone like, oh, Lucas, you're, uh, you're using your hands too much. Uh, you just keep them still, keep them in your pocket. You know, that's the advice I've heard this. So many times, it's almost saddening. So, and they they learned this like twenty years ago. So for twenty years, they've not used functional gestures nor uh-huh. body language, because someone somewhere told them that, which was an authoritative figure. Hmm. So, if you're doing workshops, you know, see to that you are skilled in that subject, yeah? And not just the subject itself. So, if you're going to go through these 10 bullets, see to that you know at least 40 else, you know, which you can dive into and stray away from and, and you know, different angles and different directions. I think that's the most important thing in, in workshops just to become, don't take them for granted. You've got a person's faith in your hands. Uh, I, uh, I I'm absolutely sure that you are best willed in the way that you're thinking, but uh, truly know the subject. Learn the subject, apply the subject mm. yeah I hope I'm not putting people off now because workshops are amazing but do the work mm. uh, like a person who holds workshops can literally earn as much money as a doctor and a lawyer yeah but their education. Is five, seven, ten years. They don't take that for granted. But a workshop, a person holding a workshop or a keynote can earn the same amount. So respect the time that you need to put in to know the subject, mm. truly.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: All right. Competence. Key. Competence is key, my friend. Yes.
0: Yeah. All right. Anything else you would like to add around the workshops and your view and you're going into
1: them? No, no, just learn to love them and go into that with one focus. How can I make you grow? Mm. And that will make just the entire difference. Like truly, that is game changing. Instead of going, how can I perform? How can I get through this 10?
0: Yeah. Big difference. Big, big. huge, Yeah, massive. Everything is in your mindset and the way you go into it. Mm. So if you're, you're questioning yourself, you will be seen as questioning yourself. It will show. And you will not gain the outcome that you are wanting to get.
1: That is true. Questioning yourself. That actually leads us into our next episode. Oh. Which we will be recording. Yes. Yeah. Which is about self-doubt. There we Ooh, go. And that's a good one. Yes. All right. But let's, uh, let's yeah. mic drop this one.
0: Yep, yep. Stay tuned for self-doubt yep. coming out next week. And if you like this podcast, this episode, please give us a, a thumbs up share the uh, post about what you're listening to, screenshot us, tag us on social media. It will also mean the world if you just give a little five-star review on your podcast player. It makes this podcast be seen and heard by more people and makes us want to grow it and keep on doing this. Also, if you're interested in presentation skills, you want to find out about more of our Presenter Mastery program, you can go to presentermastery.com slash apply. We've gathered a lot of information about the, the course and our program the the coaching program and you can also apply for a a a call with our team so go in there if you're interested hope to see you awesome chat lucas as always thank you cheerio Bye bye
1: bye bye